Hi, this is Anna and welcome to my podcast Sustainability Explored. Today is Thursday, which means a new episode is out on this channel. Uh, just a little reminder, uh, what is this podcast about and why am I doing this? Is because I want to explore at maximum the questions that bother me, that bug me. And I know that they also bug some of you, those who follow me uh, and those who work in this sphere as well. So on this channel, I'm speaking about climate and environmental sustainability, about the corporate sustainability and what companies, big organizations can do to make their operations more sustainable, ethical, how they can improve their, their brand's reputation in this regard. Um, I'm speaking about corporate um, policy, uh, corporate social responsibility. And today the new topic is sustainable procurement. Sustainable procurement, or they are also called green procurement practices or environmentally preferable purchasing. So this has been a big black box for me for a long while. And in my work, I was exposed to this subject recently. So it's extremely important for me. It was extremely important to, be, to me to dig deep and wide on this subject. And so today I'm presenting you with my findings. As always, um, with the subject that is first uh, described on this channel, this is only what I call a surface scratching, but might be important uh, and you know, useful to just start doing at least something, some first steps if you are implementing sustainable procurement in your uh, company, in, in your practice. So, green procurement or sustainable procurement. Oh, we are all familiar with the word procurement and we all know that the company eventually has to do to, to do this, to buy some products or services. But the phrase sustainable procurement or green procurement is a, uh, raised a lot of questions to, to me and to my colleagues. Uh, so I call this episode sustainable procurement, no pain, no gain, and why ignoring it will cost you time and money on the long run. Procurement is the process of seeking, purchasing, buying goods or services from an external source, right? Often through a tender procedure or competitive bidding uh, on the best terms, historically based on two criteria, price and quality. Uh, and that is to maximize um, the benefits of the procuring entity. Sustainable purchases are expanding this structure. Uh, taking into account the effects of third-party purchasing decisions. So we are expanding with sustainable purchases, we are expanding the focus from uh, the first party to from whom we buy to, all, to also looking into where they get this product from, where they get uh, the, the product uh, um, manufacturing uh, and so on and so forth. This creates uh, such um, like a so-called uh, triple baseline of external issues that should be performed by the procuring entity. In practice, that means that 
Continued influence of a potential supplier approach is often assessed as a form of quality review. This structure is also known as a triple bottom line, and those who have listened to um, the episode previously on sustainable, I think it was sustainable reporting or something like that, um, episode number six, if I'm not mistaken, where I have already spoken about a triple bottom line. In short, that means uh, interconnectedness of economy, society and environment and taking this, all these issues into, into account equally to meet somewhere um, halfway to create, so where they overlap, sustainability is created. Then that is called also triple bottom line, three um, aspects of sustainability. Sustainable procurement process is usually associated with public policy, although it also can be applied to private sector as well. Ensuring a sustainable procurement approach involves reviewing short-term needs and taking into account the long-term effects of each purchase. And long-term goals related to resource efficiency, climate change, social responsibility and economic sustainability are also included. Sustainable procurement involves a higher level of cooperation and interaction between all parties in the supply chain. Many enterprises globally have already adopted a broad interpretation of sustainable procurement and have developed tools and methods to support this interaction and cooperation. Uh, while preparing for this episode, I stumbled upon um, such a non-governmental, non-profit organization called Sustainable Purchasing Leadership Council, or SPLC. Uh, so this is, as I have said, um, a non-profit organization whose mission is to support and recognize purchasing leadership that accelerates the transition to a prosperous and sustainable future. Um, this organization, SPLC, provides a learning directory and online learning opportunities. So I encourage all of you, uh, those who are interested in the subject or those who are trying to do first steps in in researching more about sustainable procurement to go to their website. I repeat again, it's called Sustainable Purchasing Leadership Council and um, goes through the calendar of their events. I personally have attended last week um, their webinar. Uh, one of their latest webinars uh, was delivered together with Ecovadis. Uh, and it was called Making the Case for Investment in Companies Sustainable Procurement Program. It focused on lessons companies with successful sustainable procurement practices derived from their experience. And so these companies shared these lessons um, in order for others to, to take their lead and to, to take it um, to implement in their own experience. It turns out that the commonly needed resources, regardless of the activity sector, are staffing, so everybody and everything, every single business in this world relies on committed and trained people. So staff, impact assessment, which means identification of areas of high procurement impact, supplier assessment, research support, uh, usually for individual project area initiatives, and good consulting and membership. This is to keep on top of trends and learn from the others, of course. So the lessons successful companies took from their experience convincing 
top management of taking real actions towards leadership and sustainable procurement were boiled down, according to the webinar, to eight um, pillars. The first one is customer revenue, then goes um, the issue of investors. Investors usually ask about environmental, social and governance issues. Uh, ESG should be a familiar, uh, a commonly, um, commonly used abbreviation. And I have already spoken about uh, ESGs briefly in the previous episodes. So um, investors are very much interested in the environmental and social governance uh, issues, the sustainability goals and strategies, corporate social responsibility initiatives of the company, um, and sustainable procurement practices are yet another bonus to have in hands. Then the third lesson is competition. Communicate the value of your sustainable purchasing efforts as key differentiators. Um, your company might, but that would be a very rare case, your company might be the only one on the market delivering certain goods or services, but normally you would have competitors. And if you are the one who implements in your activities, in your operations, greener uh, purchasing or environmentally preferable purchasing, uh, that is your competitive advantage already. Then we are speaking about return on supplier engagement and gains in efficiency, innovation, real reliability, and other business critical results. Uh, normally introducing and implementing sustainable purchasing comes with, at first, uh, increased costs of products and services that you are purchasing from third parties, but later on again in, um, in cost savings. Risks and reputation address unknown or unresolved supply chain issues that could tarnish your brand. Um, I like to give this example uh, when I am explaining to you know, to my colleagues, to my um, clients about risks and reputations, they, and reputation, they are very rarely taken into account seriously. Uh, but they pre present a certain threat in itself. So the risk of buying something from the unsustainable source and something that has uh, a product or brand uh, that has already damaged its reputation, even if it's uh, cheaper, more convenient, faster to deliver, more convenient to buy, uh, don't do it because that will, you know, the shadow of um, broken reputation will lay down on your company too. And reputation is not built in day, in a day, but it can easily get ruined very quickly and it would be very extremely hard to restore it so be careful with what you buy and with the reputation of the brand you buy because this will eventually be your reputation too corporate strategy um, highlights sustainable purchasing contribution to existing goal 
and enables to pass the message to the so-called C-suit, um, CEO, CRO, and so on and so forth. So sustainable purchasing has to be, uh, has to find its place in the corporate strategy and be aligned with where, where the company is going. Number seven is cost savings. When you're speaking about uh, sustainable purchasing uh, for the company to your, to your boss, remember about presenting the cost savings um, point because sustainable purchasing efforts can enhance your company's bottom line. So cost avoidance versus cost savings. And remember to take small steps. Focus on audacious goals, uh, pitch a manageable subset of actions and use incremental wins to build momentum for the next bigger steps. Always remember about this triple bottom line approach when you are doing something in the corporate sector and sustainability. Um, triple bottom line approach suggests that sustainable purchasing can be well, approached from three angles environmental, social, and economical. So let's stop on each and every one of them, starting with environmental, to see what that means in the question of sustainable uh, purchasing. Environmental aspect is a dominant rationale in the macro level of sustainable purchasing, derived from the growing consensus of the 21st century that humanity requires surplus resources because of unsustainable patterns of consumption. The goal of sustainable supply is to promote the conservation, reuse and responsible use of the resources, the use of renewable or recycled materials where feasible and possible, and of course, waste reduction. The simplest uh, justification for green procurement, and as I have said, green procurement is yet another term for sustainable procurement, is that it's an instrument for tackling climate change, environmental change, that also offers wider potential to mitigate the excessive exploitation of any scarce resources. Examples of green procurement are the purchase of energy-saving light bulbs, the commissioning of a new building from a renewable source of wood, for example, uh, organic food served in the dining room and the workplace, and so on and so forth. The funny thing is that the ultimate green purchase is no purchase at all. It's avoiding buying at all. So if you can avoid buying um, the service or product, well, rather product, um, you are doing the right thing. So remember the pyramid, minimize, reuse, re uh, reduce, reuse, and so on and so forth. So... Uh, avoiding your purchase is the greenest option you can have. Um, in support of the Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs, of, issued by the United Nations, organizations develop and publish their own sustainable procurement guidelines and procedures that help them guide themselves in, in this journey, in this path of uh, implementing green procurement. Then we are moving on to the social aspect. And social aspect in sustainable purchases uh, is as follows. The sustainable or green purchase are used to address social policy issues, such as inclusiveness, equality, 
international labor standards and goals for diversity, regeneration and integration. Examples include solving such needs as employment, care, well-being and the needs of groups including ethnic minorities, children, the elderly, the disabled, adults with no basic skills and immigrants. The criteria for socially responsible purchases can be applied at each stage of the supply chain. What it means on practice is that you will not buy uh, and you will commit, your company will commit to not buying from, um, let's say, brands and products that are coming from the areas where farmers are underpaid, where resources are coming from unsustainable sources, where child labor, God forbid, is used, where uh, immigrants uh, are involved or, you know, they are detained, they work without documents and they are forced labor, where people are forced to, to work without payment. Uh, because they are not anymore holders of their own documents. So in case you produce the assessment of your suppliers and you identify issues like that, uh, it's extremely important to be willing, uh, so to be having the, the will to address these issues and to do everything possible to stop these um, activities. And certainly not to support such companies and brands and products with your money because every financial decision counts. Speaking of the economic aspect, um, often the differences in the purchase price between a non-sustainable and a sustainable alternative are insignificant. However, even where the sustainable option is more expensive, saving energy, water, avoiding waste, um, and also, you know, taking into account this uh, very much present social uh, aspect during the product or service life cycle can provide financial, uh, significant financial and reputational savings. At the macroeconomic level, it can be argued that there are economic benefits in terms of improving efficiencies through the inclusion of lifelong costs before making informed decisions. Creating sustainable markets is essential for long-term growth, while sustainable development requires contribute to innovation as well. There are also potential global applications of sustainable procurement, such as it can promote fair trade and ethical practices, and it allows for additional investments for developing countries. At the microeconomic level, Sustainable procurement provides an opportunity for economic redistribution. Goals may include creating jobs and wealth in regeneration areas or helping small businesses and or businesses owned by ethnic minorities. Um, now I'd like to look at the government's role in the development of sustainable procurement. So triple bottom line is clear. Um, by introducing sustainable purchases in the company, you have to aim at hitting the triple bottom line, which is it has to be environmentally sound, it has to be socially acceptable and socially sound and friendly as well. And on the economic level, it has to be interesting for you as a company, 
maybe not at the first stage sometimes it can cost you more but in the long keep in mind that in the long run in the long term it's always a win so speaking about the government's role in the development of sustainable procurement Public spending, which accounts for an average 12% of GDP in OECD countries and up to 30% in developing countries, has enormous purchasing power. The shift from spending on more sustainable goods and services could help stimulate markets for innovation and sustainable development, thereby allowing the transition to a green economy. Through sustainability practices, governments can serve as an example and pursue key policy goals. Sustainability of purchases allows governments to address the key issue of greenhouse gas emissions, improve resource efficiency, and use recycled materials. Key international organizations are increasingly restoring public procurement as a means of changing unsustainable patterns of consumption and production. The United Nations Environment Programme, which aims to develop and promote efficient use of resources and more sustainable consumption and production processes, including the promotion of sustainable resource management in the life cycle of goods and services in developed and developing countries, has developed recommendations for the introduction of sustainable procurement, public procurement to help include public, economic and environmental issues in the procurement processes. Uh, the interest in sustainable procurement cases involve the Marrakesh Task Force on Sustainable Government Procurement uh, that has established an approach for the effective implementation of sustainable procurement. I encourage you to, to check that online uh, using the Marrakesh Task Force on Sustainable Government Procurement um, as your search tag. And um, there was a project called the Capacity Building for Sustainable Development, Sustainable Government Procurement in Developing Countries. The project has been piloted by this task force in seven different countries, Chile, Colombia, uh, Costa Rica, Lebanon, Mauritius, Tunisia and Uruguay, and is still spreading to developing countries. So I'd like to share with you what um, advantages and benefits uh, the countries have got from implementing this sustainable procurement practices on the country level. So in Brazil, for example, the project provided for paper recycling. As a result, we could see an improvement in the environmental situation. In Costa Rica, management services have been transformed. In France, the main goal was to replace toner cartridges for laser printers. The purchase of reconstituted cartridges by the French Ministry of Education has led to a reduction in the amount of waste generated during the production stage. In Hong Kong and China, governments have thought to improve traffic through LED traffic lights. In Italy, one of my most favorite examples, organic products for school children. Improvement of the environmental situation is a result of the implementation. So. Um, they partnered with schools have partnered with local farms and local farms delivered uh, this organic food which was um, given to school children uh, in schools basically in england uh, steel construction 
These cases show significant positive impacts associated with reduced CO2 emissions, waste generation and water consumption. In Scotland, consultancy and temporary staffing services have been upgraded. In the United States, States of America, there was uh, an impetus for sustainable transport of waste. Positive impacts associated with reducing CO2 emissions, waste generator, generation and water consumption were observed. The advantages like observed from these eight cases implementation include the decisiveness of public purchasers in solving social issues. So that means that uh, those responsible for public, concern, uh, for public um, purchase Procurement were also uh, taken in, into account and being concerned about the social aspect of it, like what kind of positive impact are we bringing to the community, to the society. The second uh, big lesson and big advantage is that issues of employment and social inclusions, inclusion were considered essential for public authorities uh, that promoted those priori um, priorities through procurements. Some social consequences are directly and were directly targeted at tenders involving companies employing disabled people, like it was the case, for example, in France, uh, or those who are struggling with illiteracy, for example, in Scotland. And the third big advantage, the big benefit, was that the other positive effects were the result of a specific procurement. Uh, as in the case of the state of Sao Paulo in Brazil. Laptops and printers using recycled paper was the, you know, the implemented sustainable procurement thing, which had a clear positive impact on waste collectors. Case analysis illustrates the diversity and strengths of the registered effects of sustainable development. Public buyers can be clearly seen as key potential members of a society that can influence an, a wide range of spheres of sustainable development. Large-scale procurement strategies are important in the EU, European Union. At the same time, the US, gov uh, US federal government requires some green procurement practices in their buildings and supports the broad of inclusive use of green procurement practices. Sustainable purchases help local governments save money, create local green jobs, and improve environmental sustainability. According to the criteria for sustainable procurement, any customer organization may adopt a broad uh, approach to sustainable development reflecting local economic, environmental, and social needs, as well as cross-cutting sustainable development strategies such as life cycle assessment. Now I want to jump to the influential organizations uh, in the sphere of sustainable procurement. Who they are, what they do, uh, they are not, there are not a lot of them. To my surprise, I, I couldn't find many, and I suspect there are not many. Uh, but I will stop in a short while on the most um, influential ones, on, on those that have most weight, so to say. So we're off to discover now the three big influential organizations in the sphere of sustainable procurement. The first one is the Greater London Authority, 
which is the first public sector body that publishes a policy of consistent purchasing, which promises to give a clear competitive advantage to companies that have demonstrated the commitment to sustainable purchasing issues. The policy reflects the mayor's enthusiasm for the public procurement measure as an instrument for promoting social inclusion, equity, uh, equality, and environmental goals. The second one is Procura Plus. This is a network of European state bodies and United regions that is exchanging experience in acting in the field of sustainable and innovative procurement. The third one is the ICLEI, or the Local Governments for Sustainability, founded in 1990 as the International Council for Local Environmental Initiatives. It is a global network of cities, uh, towns and regions that strive for a sustainable future. I encourage you to go and discover all three of them. So, uh, International Council of Local Environmental Initiatives, Procura Plus and Great London Authority. If you want to find out more information about them, I will not go deeply uh, today. Uh, the major approaches to green procurement um, are either based on product or based on suppliers. So these are the main two approaches that can also be uh, combined. Uh, based on product, this is when the organization considers the flow of products in the supply chain and assesses the environmental authority of itself and its suppliers. This path is usually used when an organization wants to understand the impact of a product or a range of products for strategic and marketing purposes. This approach can also provide a vivid picture of the supplier's processes. The second approach is based on suppliers. The organization can analyze the supplier's corporate social responsibility, which I already spoke about in some other episode, maybe no, well, earlier, a couple of weeks ago. So organization can analyze the supplier's corporate social responsibility management system and its compliance with the law and this corporate social responsibility standards of the purchasing organization. In this case, the organization measures the environmental and social risks that may be imposed on them by the supplier. Uh, if implemented effectively, this method will show whether the supplier meets the environmental standards of the organization and whether the suppliers meet the requirements of the law. Some estimates improve the entire supply chain, providing incentives for other businesses to be more sustainable. Uh, companies can use different tools to evaluate their corporate social responsibility management system that I have mentioned earlier. There are four, uh, four main steps. Uh, first one is the self-assessment questionnaire. The second one is the free impact assessment using Corporation B certification. Check out more about the Corporation B and especially about the author, Pavdan Suhdev. Um, you will find a lot of interesting information there. So Corporation B is your, is your place of research. The third one is... Um, the company can do estimates of scientifically based targets. And the last one, but not the least one, on-site audit programs that are managed internally or through third parties. 
these ones, these four steps will help you evaluate, will help your company evaluate your uh, corporate social responsibility management system. How about the green procurement in the organization now? Uh, there are eight easy steps to make uh, the procurement policy of the organization more uh, environmentally friendly, or I call it um, by the invented verb environmentalize. So what can you do? Eight steps. Create a team of green buyers. Perform basic inventory. Set environmental criteria. Develop the green supply specifications. Take advantage of partnership opportunities. Write your own green procurement policy. Train staff and community. And regularly review and upgrade the policy. Going beyond the usual 3R, which is reduce, reuse and recycle, the company can try to implement 10 more principles of re-do something. Uh, about them after a short pause. So going beyond the usual three R, reduce, reuse, recycle, is a tricky thing to do. But sustainable purchases, sustainable or green procurement allows for much more imagination than just this three R. So try to implement the following principles. Reclaim, improve, get back, or make operational once again wasted or degraded resources. For example, in the case of degraded or unusable land or, or derelict buildings. Reconsider, used in relation to sustainable living, reconsider the need for a wasteful living lifestyle, the overuse of resources and redundant materials in order to have a minimal impact on the environment. Recover. Oh, well, you can give back the usefulness of the resource. Also, it brings a resource back to its original or improved functioning state. Regulate. Control and restrict resources used with prescribed rules and norms, particularly in the case of non-renewable resources. It can also include the management and monitoring of such resources to prevent misuse and degradation. Renounce. Renouncing refers to giving up the use of certain goods or services that produce a negative environmental impact. Sometimes it may also mean the giving up of a personal convenience for the good of the environment. Repair. Quite simply, machines and technologies that are in a bad condition or in a state of deterioration uses more resources and emits more wastes than normal need to be repaired to make it more efficient with less environmental impacts. Replace. In some cases, resource crunching, wasteful goods and technologies have to be replaced by more appropriate and productive alternatives that are less energy intensive too. Restore. Reinstall and return to the environment the resources that were taken from it. Restoring also refers to the return of resources to its natural state. Restrict, curtain and control the indiscriminate and wasteful use of natural resources. It can also mean the con confinement of resources use within levels below which it can be regenerated and regulated. Recondition, an example of recycling, to disassemble and clean products recovered in factories and reassemble them after changing some parts. Quality assurance is processed as required and reconditioned products and units are shipped to the market 
as the same products and units as those recovered. Advantages of sustainable procurement um, are many. First of all, it's a minimization of risks uh, in the company's business practice. Uh, compliance with environmental and local, uh, local social legislation, not necessarily only local, uh, international as well, especially if the company is operating in the international markets. Um, complying with environmental and social regulations and legislation can be um, very beneficial in the sphere of sustainable purchasing. Then increase in consumer perception, which means improved reputation. This is also one of the advantages of green procurement. Cost control, applying a wider approach to determining the cost over the product life cycle. Creation of markets for new products and services. Reduction of costs and resource efficiency improvement. Competitive advantage, as I have said in the beginning, um, if your company implements sustainable procurement practices, this is your competitive advantage per se compared to your um, competitors. Promoting access to capital and increasing value assessment and effective management, which includes fair competition, transparency and the prohibition of discrimination, satisfaction of the requirements of the state policy and uh, corresponds to the goals of the world society, Compliance with the requirements of legislation in the field of social protection and environmental protection. Improvement of internal management, achievement of effective results in planning, control, etc. As well as encouragement of sustainable consumption. Um, improvement in the social sphere uh, involves solving certain social problems. Uh, implementing sustainable procurement practices may improve working conditions, reduce poverty and unemployment, empower people from risk groups or national minorities, improve the healthcare system, improve the living standards, social conditions, and create new, new workplaces. It also develops the regional economic sector and promotes small and medium-sized enterprises. Speaking of the recovery of the economy and the market, the fair advantage of sustainable procurement implementation would be economic efficiency and improvement of the national or regional market, including the exchange of technologies in the transition to, to new technologies. So to say, innovation stimulation. All in all, this is to say that sustainable procurement practices implementation in the organization, in the country, by the governments, is an effort definitely worth taking. Your organization's practical path towards green procurement can be whether pain or gain, but in the long run, in the upcoming green economy reality, it will save money, time, and help gain competitive advantage. So start soon, collect your wins along the way towards sustainability, and stay tuned for more episodes on this channel on the podcast Sustainability Expo Explored. Um, yeah, see you and hear you. You will hear me next week uh, on Thursday. And uh, probably we will have a guest next week. So don't miss. Stay tuned and uh, goodbye. Have a nice day.